We begin the Gemara today on the top of Chavav Amadalef, the Mishnah. So this Mishnah is a continuation of the previous Mishnah. Zakta Heilige Mishnah ve Kulam, and all of the individuals that we spoke about before. So in the Mishnah is before we spoke about different people that were relying on them to be Matir and Eshesish. And because it's a situation that they, they are the ones that are being Matir her, so there's a suspicion now that if they're going to go and get married to this woman, it doesn't look nice. It looks like that they were made this heter only because they wanted to marry her. Right? So the Gemara brought a few examples. One was a chacham, that asked a neder of a woman on her husband. Another one was a case of a person that delivered a get, and he's the one that says, So we're relying on him for the kashas of the get. Another case is a person that comes and says, your husband, I'm testifying that your husband died or even that I killed him. So again, we're relying on his edos for her to go and get married. So in all these cases, we said before that he is not allowed to get married to this woman. So here the Mishnah says that there are certain things that are allowed. So all these individuals, Rashi calls them all with one name. All these people are called the matter, the person that permitted the woman. Shahayulam Nashim, so they... Uh, had they were married themselves. These people were married. Umesu and their wife passes away. So then mutaris linosilahem. Then they will be allowed to go and marry any of these women that they were matter. As long as you were married while you were matter this other woman, so then we say there's not that kind of suspicion that it looks like that you are only doing this in order to be able to get married to this woman. You were married already. The Lashon that it says in one of the Mepharshim is you had pas basale. You had you had your own wife. So the fact that you were matter someone else, it doesn't look so suspicious. So if later on, Rashi says, Zman, your wife passes away and now you want to go get married to that woman that you were once matter before, it doesn't look so suspicious, you're allowed. And also, Vekulon, all of these women that we spoke about, that this person was matter. They first went and got married to someone else. And then, they got divorced, she got divorced, or they became an almana, their husband passed away. So also, it's also going to be allowed for you to go and marry this woman. Because after you were matter, any of these women, it didn't directly happen that you immediately went and married them. They went first and got married to someone else. And then later, they were, they either they, was, they were divorced or became an almana. Only then you go and marry her. It doesn't look so suspicious. It's not, not such a big chashad. Uh, Third Allah is Dr. Mishnah. And also the Kulon, all of these individuals, we said that they are not allowed to marry the woman because of the suspicion, but mutaris But for their son or their brother to get married to this woman is allowed. And we're not going to be chayshish and say that it looks like you were being mad to this woman only for the purpose to be able to get married to your son or, or brother. No, that it does. We're not. We're not concerned about that. in. What did it say in the Mishnah that you were married while you were mad to this other woman and then your wife passed away? So now you're allowed to go marry, get married to that woman. It doesn't look suspicious. So it says in the Mishnah only if your wife passed away. But but from our Mishnah it would seem that if you divorce your wife and now you want to get married to that woman you, that you were matter, that would not be allowed. Why? Because this would look suspicious. It would look like, why did you divorce your wife? Because you were matter this other woman. So you went and divorced your wife to be able to get married to that other woman. That's what it's mashma from our Mishnah. About this, but Vatanya and Abraisa, we learned clearly that if you were married while you were matter another woman and now you divorced your wife, so still there's no issue. You're allowed to go get married to that woman. The same like if your wife passed away. 
So why does it say in our Mishnah only Mesu? That if your wife passed away, then you could go marry, get married to that woman that you were mater. Says the Gemara, Loikashia. There's no contradiction here. Why? Ho dahavoi kitota. If it's a case in the Braiset, speaking about a case where the person already before was fighting with his wife. And therefore the fact that he divorced her, so Rashi says, the Pshad and the Gemara is, it doesn't look like you divorced her in order to go get married to that other woman. You already had a plan previously to divorce your wife because of the fact that you were in a fight with her. So therefore the fact that you now divorce her doesn't look like that you're doing it for this purpose to marry another woman. And ha, the loya kitata. And over here, in our Mishnah, we're talking about a case where the person divorces his wife. There was no fight before about this. So it didn't look like Bechal, you were planning on divorcing her. All of a sudden, you were matted another woman, and now you're divorcing your wife. That looks very suspicious. Out of the blue, you were matted another woman, and now you're divorcing your <coughs> wife. So, Mustami, you divorced your wife for this purpose. It doesn't look good. That's Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. But the Yam Shoshleimer, the Marshal, says that there's actually a Swara to say, punk the other way around. In a situation where a person was already in a fight with his wife, then it's more mistaver to say that if you're divorcing your wife, it looks like because you were in a fight with your wife and you were planning on divorcing her, that's why you were mad to the other woman to get married to her because you didn't want to stay married to your wife anymore. In a case where you were not in a fight with your wife and then something happened, something came up and you divorced your wife, it doesn't look so bad. We don't say that mistaver you were doing it with a plan because you wanted to get rid of your wife, you weren't in a fight with her. So that's a, sort of an opposite Pshat Nigamara. Another Pshat Nigamara says, or if you want, I can tell you, both in the Mishnah and in the Braise, the case is that the person was not with any, in any fight with his wife. So what's the difference? Why in the Mishnah it says only if your wife passed away, and in the Braise it says even if you divorced her? It's not a contradiction. In our Mishnah, where it says only if your wife passed away, the Argil Hu. The husband is the one that started, instigated a fight with her. So if the husband instigated a fight, so he's the one that now has matted another woman, it looks like the reason you instigated this fight is because you want to get married to this other woman that you would just matter. And ha dar gilohi. But in the, in the Bra'i said, speaking about a case that when the person divorced his wife, it's she that instigated the whole fight. You were trying to keep the peace. So therefore it doesn't look like that you will matter the other woman with this purpose to go and get married to her because you never instigated any fight with your wife, you were happy with her. Vaita that said in the Mishnah, So that in all of these cases that we mentioned regarding all these individuals that, are, that came and were matter a woman, so if, if this woman that he was matter went first and got married to someone else and either she later got divorced or her, she became an almana, now you would be allowed to marry her. Because you didn't directly go and marry her, she first ma- married someone else, so it doesn't look so bad at all. So at this point, the Gemara is thinking as follows. Misa amisa vegedishin The case of Misa is also applicable in the case of Misa, and the case of Gedishin is also applicable in the case of Gedishin. What do these words in the Gemara mean? Going back to the case before, like I said, this Mishnah Vakulam is a continuation to the Mishnah before. So we had two cases before. There were more than two cases, but let's like take those two cases that the Gemara is speaking about now over here. One case is when a person came and said, Eidos, that I'm telling you that your husband passed away. He came to say, Eidos, Mace. It's one case. Another case was a person that came to say, Eidos, that, or not Eidos, actually, he's bringing the get. He's, bringing, he's the one that's bringing the get, and he says, Eidos, Befone, Nechta, Befone, Nechta. A Gedishin. 
Alright, so the Gemara says, at this point we were thinking Misa Amisa. What that means is, over here in our Mishnah, when it says that any of these women that you were matter got married to someone else, the Mishnah also says two different things that could have happened here. Either when she got married to someone else, she got divorced, or when she got married to someone else, her husband died. She became an almana. So Misa Amisa means that in this case, when it talks about that, that, that you said Eidoson for her, that her husband died, afterwards she went and got married to someone else, and now her second husband also died. And now the Mishnah is telling us that you're allowed to marry her. And similar, when the Gemara says, Gedishin HaGedishin, it means, you said Eidus for her, you brought a get and said Eidus for her, so she got divorced from her first husband, she got remarried to a second husband, and she also got divorced from her second husband. So the point is, either we're speaking about a woman that her husband died twice, or we're speaking about a woman that she got divorced twice from her husband. So now the question over here is, our Mishnah was discussing a concept of chashad, getting married to a woman in a situation where you were the mater, it doesn't look right, it looks very suspicious. But the Gemara now is going to say, there's another issue over here. A woman that got married and two of her husbands died, or a woman that got married and two of her husbands gets divorced, so there's a svara to say that you're not allowed to get married to her anymore. She already has a chazake. She has there's a certain status about this woman that her husband either dies or her husband's either divorced her twice already. So that's what the Gemara says. So if so, in our Mishnah it says that even after this woman's husband died twice, or she already got divorced twice, still you could go and get married to her. Name is if so, shall we say the Mastisan Delay Our Mishnah is now following Rabbi's opinion. The Yikir Rebbe, if you would follow according to Rebbe, Ha'amar, so Rebbe says later in this Masechta here, zimni Even just when something is repeated and something happens twice, that creates a status, that creates a Chazakeh, that this is a woman that has a Chazakeh that her husband's passed away. She's a woman that has a Chazakeh that she can't get along and she gets divorced. And therefore, a third person is not allowed to get married to her again. That's what Rabbi's opinion is. Right? We don't paskin like Rabbi, we paskin that only three times is a chazakah. But Rabbi says twice is a chazakah. So our Mishnah that allows you to get married to her after the husband passed away twice or after she got divorced twice is not like Rabbi. Says the Gemara, no, there's no Rayifim here because I can tell you like Misa a Gedishin, the Gedishin a Misa. We're not talking about a case where this woman's husband passed away twice. Either we're talking about a woman that the person said Eidos, that her first husband died and now from her second husband she got divorced, or the reverse, Vigedish and Amisa. From the first husband she got divorced, and from the second husband, she, her husband passed away. So there's no Chazak here at all, and that's why the Mishnah is saying you can get married to her. The next thing it said in the Mishnah no was, limit. Huh? No so there's no limit. Maybe there is a limit. Maybe after two times, according to Rebbe, after three times, when a woman's husband passes away or divorces her, you can't get married to her anymore. But over here, it's speaking about that she, her husband only passed away once, or her husband divorced her only once. Zog the Gemara... The what, the what? Passing and divorcing two and two, or does the in, in one, one? One, one. The Gemara is saying the Pshat here is right. one, one. <laughs> okay. Zog the Gemara, V'kula metarais l'vneim o'ilachayim. That all of these women, so we said, you're the one that, that we're relying on you to permit her. Doesn't look good if you marry her, but if your son or your brother goes to marry her, that we that it doesn't look bad that we say maybe you were doing this for the purpose of your son and your and or your brother. That that we're not chayshish for. But in another place we find a similar thing. We are chayshish for this. What's the difference from this or the tanya from this that we learned later in a that says as follows. 
Hanitan Meneisha. If there's a person that there's a rumor, there's a, there's a suspicion about her that he had relations with a woman. So now, not only is he not allowed to marry her, but Asr Bi'imo Bebita. He shouldn't, he's not allowed to marry even the mother or the daughter. And even the sister either is also not allowed to marry her. Why not? So Rashi here explains, Even if this person actually was Mizana with this woman, he had relations with her, you're not usher to marry a mother or any relative of a woman that you had relations with. If she was your wife, now the mother becomes a erva, the sister becomes a erva, and so on. But if you just had relations with her without marriage, so then the mother, the daughter, or the sister would be mutter. But, nevertheless, the Mishnah says you're not allowed. Why not? Because if you're going to marry the mother, the sister, and so on, we're afraid that you might, now this woman that you had relations with, will be in your vicinity. She's going to come and drezach by you because you're married to her mother, you're married to her sister, or to her daughter. So you might come to now have relations with this woman as well. So therefore, Chazal would geyser that if you, there's any suspicion of you being Mizana with a certain woman, you're not allowed to get married even to any of her close relatives either. So what's Agamada's question? We should say the same thing in our Mishnah. That over here, when you're being matter this woman, you shouldn't be allowed to have this woman marry your son or your brother, because now what's going to happen? Your son's going to come to your house with this woman, and we're chayshish that maybe you will only matter her for that reason. So that she'll marry your son, and now this woman is going to be in your house often. The same thing like it says over there regarding the mother of this woman that you were mezana with. Says the Gemara, it's not the same thing. Why not? Noshi legabi noshi shchichan. Women are very much found with their relatives, with their family, by other women. Meaning a, a, a woman is more family oriented, and therefore she's going to go back to her mother's house, or she's going to be by her sister's house, she's going to be by her daughter's house. So therefore if you were mezana with a woman and then you get married to her mother, there actually is a concern that this woman that you were mezana with will come and drezich near you very often. But, gavri legabi gavri loishchichan. Men, to be so family-oriented, to always visit by a, a son, to visit always his father, or to visit always his brother, and things like that, they're not, they're not, they don't visit as much, and therefore we're not concerned that this woman that you're mater is going to be drengzach by you, going to be in your vicinity. So therefore, in such a case, we're not concerned that you were doing it for this purpose. It's one pshat. Inami, another pshat, as follows. Noshi, when it comes to women, the case that we said over here, that you were mezana with a woman, and now you're going to go get married to the mother, the sister, the daughter. So in such a case, in such a case, if you go and have a relation with this woman, it's not going to ask the wife. So therefore, so they're not going to be makbed with one another. So what this means is, if a person was mezana with a certain woman, and now he doesn't get married to her, but he gets married to the mother, so if he gets married to the mother, and while he's married to the mother, he goes and has a relation with this woman, it doesn't ask you on your wife. If a person is, is married to his wife, and he goes and he's mezana with a wife's relative, that does, does that ask you to continue having relations with your wife? No. <coughs> Obviously, it's, he, he did an issue, but the point is, his wife is not going to be concerned about this. His wife is not going to have her eyes out to be concerned that maybe this person is also having a relationship with the other woman, because it's not going to ask her on her husband. Again, if you're having a relation with this other relative, so then it's not going to ask you on your wife. So therefore, your wife is not going to be so careful about this. And therefore, we're afraid that the person is doing it for this reason. He's marrying the mother. 
because then it's going to be very easy for him to have a relation with this woman and your wife, which is the mother, is not going to be so particular about this because she knows if you have a relation with this other woman, she's not going to become Asr on her husband. So that's a serious concern. But on the other hand, though, Gavri, the Asr and Shechivosana Adadi. But over here in our Mishnah, what are we speaking about? That you're being matter a woman that's going to get married to your son. That's your son's wife. So if you're going to go and have a relationship with that wife, so now she can't go back to her son. You're going to ask her on, her son, on your son. So therefore, since it asks her on your son, so kapti adadi. So therefore, the son is going to be very careful to make sure that you don't have any relationship with her. So therefore, that's something we're not concerned about. The son's going to be very careful about this. It's actually his wife. It's not just a relative of his wife. So over here, you can allow this woman to marry your son. If that's the point there, that the person, if the son in this case, that's getting married to this woman is very careful because it's actually his wife. So why is it, what does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says you're allowed to let this woman to get married to your son or your brother. Why, would it, why wouldn't it say, Say the same thing, that this woman could get married even to your father. Why didn't it mention the father? Why did it mention Dafka, the son? Says the Gemara, the answer is, that's, that's not such a big chiddush, actually, that you can marry your father. Needless to say, Aviv, they could allow this woman that you were, ma- that you were matter to go and get married to your father. Why? Because a child is embarrassed from a father. If this woman that you were matter is not got married to your father, for you to go and have a relationship with this woman that's your father's wife, that's something you're very embarrassed of. A person is embarrassed from his father. I will benoy the lay buzzes of Ivmine. But if you allow this woman to go married to get married to your son, you're not so embarrassed of your son to go and have a relationship with this woman, which is his wife now. So ain't malay. So maybe over here there is a shtickle more of a concern that you might have a relationship with her, that you're being matter to get married to your son, and you're not so embarrassed to have a relationship with her while she's married to your son. Kamash Mulan, that's what the Mishnah is saying, that no, that we're not concerned. Because, as the Gemara just said before the Svara, when she marries your son, this is your son's wife, he's going to be very careful about this. If you're going to have any relationship with her, she's going to become Asr on the son. So therefore, Kamash Mulan, then in such a case, if you're not being matter to get married to you yourself, we're not worried about, then it's allowed. Hadron Allah, This is the conclusion of the second Patek of Masechte Yivamis. Okay, we begin a new Patek, going back to the Allahis of Yibum. And Chalitza, and this is a Mishnah that was quoted earlier in the Masechta a couple of times. Zakti Mishnah Arba Achim. There were four brothers. So you had Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters. And the two brothers that are married to the two sisters both pass away without children. So now what happens to Levi and Yehuda? They have now these two sisters that they have to do Chalitza for. So now they could only do Chalitza for both of these sisters, but not Yibum. And the reason is, as we had a few times before, because since these are sisters, it's called Achais Zekukase. They're both connected to you. You can't do Yibum to the sister of a Zekuka. And why not? The Gemara will explain. But Vim and Vim Kodmuvakonsu, if they both went and went and Bidiyeva, they did do Yibum, they got married to both of these sisters, these two brothers got married to the sisters, Yitziu, they have to divorce them, they have to send them away, even Bidiyeva. 
But Rabbi Leezer says that this is actually a machloikis regarding Bidiyevet. Beshamay says you could still remain married to them, Bidiyevet, if these two brothers got married to the two sisters. So Beshamay says even Bidiyevet, you have to divorce them. So Beshamay says even if one of these sisters that is now up for Yivim for these two brothers is a erva, is Asr for one of these brothers. Let's say it's one of these brothers' mother or whatever it is, whatever erva there is to one of these brothers. So then, I don't think a mother would work, but any, any of the other Arayas, if you remember in the beginning of the Mesechta, we had 15 Arayas. So one of these sisters that's up for Yivim for one of these two brothers is an erva for one of these brothers. So then, Issa Erve Asaba. So obviously, this woman that's Erve for him is Asa to do Yibum for him. That's the Mishnah we learned in the beginning of the Mesechte, that when there's an Issa Erve, there's no Yibum. But, now he can do Yibum for the sister. And the whole problem why you can't do Yibum is because you have two sisters that are up for Yibum for you. So it's a Chayzekukasa. It's a sister of the other one that's also up for Yibum to you. But if the other one is no Yibum because it's, it's Asa to you, so there's only for you, there's only one woman that's up for Yibum. So you can do Yibum for her. Vashani, but the other brother, which is able to do Yibum for both of them, Asa Bishtayim. So he can't do Yibum for either one of them. He could only do Chalitza for them, like the Mishnah said before. How about if, it was, if one of these sisters was Isser Mitzvah? She's not Asr to one of the brothers with an Isser of an Ervim and a Teir, but an Isser Mitzvah. What does Isser Mitzvah mean? We had this before in the Gemara. It refers to Isser Midrabanan, one of the Shni Islarayas, or Vesak Kedusha, or an Isser of an Ervim which is only a Lav, not Kodis. So whether it's an Isser Midrabanan or an Isser Ervim that's only a Lav, there's still a Yibum and a Teir that applies. Only if there's Issa Kodis is there no Yibum and Atayra. But since this is only Yisam the Rabbanon or Issa Lav, there still is a mitzvah of Yibum. So therefore, we, but you can't, because this, a, this is a Yisam the Rabbanon or Issa Lav, so Chaletzes, Vulay Misyabemis. So you can do for a Chalitze and not Yibum. Building on the previous case, the same exact thing, but now the Gemara adds to this. What happens, again, you have over here two sisters that are up for Yibum for two brothers. So one of these sisters is Asr al-Zeh, is Asr on one of the brothers. Issa Erve, and Issa of Erve, Issa of Kodis of Erve. Vashniya and the other sister, Asur al-Zeh, is Asr with the Issa Erve of Kodis and the other brother. So each one is Asr on one of the brothers. So then, Issa Erve Asur al-Zeh, the one that's Issa Erve of one brother, Muteras al-Zeh will be allowed to get married to the other Yibum. brother. Ah, for Yibum. Could be, would be allowed for Yibum for the other brother. And the one that's also for the other brother is going to be mutter to the other brother. So again, this, this, the point of it is very simple. If you have two sisters that are up for Yibum and are available for Yibum for both brothers, so then it's a chayziku kasai. You have two sisters that are available for Yibum for you. But if each one of these sisters is a Issa Erva to one of the brothers, so it comes out that each brother only has one woman that's up for Yibum for him. So therefore you can do Yibum for the one that's not Asa to you. The other one that's Asa to you, there's no Zekuka at all, so you can do Yibum for one of them. This is the meaning of the language of the Mishnah that we had previously in the previous Paytik that said, 
a sister, there's two sisters here that are up for Yibum, Oy Chaletzes, Oy Misebebes. You could do either Chalitza or Yibum. When is that? When is it that when you have two sisters that are up for Yibum, that you could do either Chalitza or Yibum? Usually you can't. Usually you could only do Chalitza. But in this case, where these two sisters, one of them is a Issa Erva, so you could only do Yibum for one of them, then you have the option to do Chalitza or Yibum. Then there's no issue of a Chayisiku what do we learn from this Mishnah? This whole Mishnah that tells me that there's an Isra of Achayzik Ukasai. So I learned from here that Yesh Zike, that the, the basis of the issue over here is Yesh Zike, which means the moment. Well, this is also a sugi we had before in Dafyud Zayin, Dafyud Ches. What does the concept of Yesh Zike mean? The moment the brother passes away. So now the brother that's alive, this woman that he has to do Yibum for, is already connected to him to some extent, like it's already his wife. Yesh Zike. We, we treat the, the halacha of her like being your wife already. So our Mishnah that says when you have a chais zikukasai, that you have these two sisters that are zakik to you, you can't do yibum for either one, is based on this concept of yash zike. Why? The ain zike, if you're going to say that even after the fact that she's up for yibum for you. But there's no connection to you like a wife at all. So then, what should be the problem for these two brothers to do Yibum for these two sisters? Mechti, let's see. Hani, mitre, botikasian. These two sisters are here available for Yibum. They come from two different brothers that passed away. Reuven and Shimon passed away, and now there's two sisters that were married to Reuven and Shimon, and are now here available for Yibum for the two brothers that are still alive, to Levi and Yehuda. So if so, hi, le'yabim chada. Let one brother, let Levi do Yibum for one of these women. And hi, le'yabim chada. Let the other one do even for the other one. Why would there be an issue of a chayisuku kasai? There are two sisters and there are two brothers. Two brothers are allowed to marry two sisters. So let, let each one do yibum for, two, for two, two different sisters that were married to two different brothers. What's the problem? Elamai, what's the Gemara saying? The issue is yesh zike. From the moment that the two brothers passed away, so now these two sisters that are zakok, that are connected to these two brothers, available for yibum for these two brothers, it's already to some extent as if they are the wife of these two brothers. And what's the halacha with a wife? When, while you're married to a wife, you're not allowed to marry her sister at the same time. So therefore, these two sisters, each one of them is like already to some extent like your wife. So that's why you can't marry the sister. That's the isr of achayizukukasa. It's all based on this Indian of yashdike. Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. And we had this already before the Gemara said this answer. Really, I could tell you that there's no Zika and these two sisters are not yet like a wife to any extent. So why can't you do Yibum for any of these sisters? Because the Tanava Mishnah holds, You can't do Yibum in a case when there are two sisters, because that would cause that you would be the one that would be Mavatl, a mitzvah of Yibum for the other sister. Why? The Gemara explains. Because Dilma, what would happen is, one brother is going to do Yibam for one sister. And then what's going to happen? Let the other brother do Yibam for the other sister. So everything would be good. But what would happen? What happens if the other brother passes away? So now this sister only has you to do Yibam for her. And you can't do Yibam for her because you're already married to her sister. So that's going to be the mitzvah of Yibam for the second sister. So therefore, the Chachamim said that you do chalitza. You could only do chalitza because over here you're the one that's being mevatel the mitzvah of yibum. You, because you married one sister, you're causing now that the second sister will be in a problem that she can't do the mitzvah of yibum. So therefore, you can't be the one to be mevatel the mitzvah of yibum. So they said the mitzvah of yibum does not apply in a case that you doing yibum will bring about the bittel of, a, of the, the yibum of the second wife. 
If that's the whole issue over here, the being mevatel the mitzvah of the yibum, yachi if so, tlosanami. Why does our Mishnah give an example of a case when there were four brothers? There were two brothers that passed away, and there are two brothers that are still alive, and these two brothers now have to do yibum for these two sisters. Why are we saying a case of four? You could say the exact same Allah with three brothers. Two brothers passed away. And now one brother is alive and he has to do the mitzvah of Yibam for these two sisters. And you could say the same halacha. This brother is not allowed to do Yibam for one sister because by doing Yibam for one sister, he's now being mevatol the Yibam for the second sister. Because now the second sister can't get married to you. It's your wife's sister. So why would the Mishnah have to say the halacha regarding four brothers? So Rashi explains an important point. Why doesn't the Gemara ask the same question on the Mandama that explained that it's all based on Yash Zika? Say the same thing. The Mandama that said that the issue is that it's like she's your wife already. And that's why you can't do Yibum for the sister. So it's just, you could say the same thing also by three brothers. When there's only one brother available to do Yibum. So you can't do Yibum for two sisters, even for one of those two sisters, because of Yash Zika. So why doesn't the Gemara ask the question on that? So Rashi says, that's understood. We had this already before in the Gemara. This Allah of Yash Zika, you have the Allah of Yash Zika when there's only one brother that could do Yibum. And there's Allah of Yash Zika when there are two brothers that are available to do Yibum. It's a much bigger Chiddush that you say Yash Zika when there are two brothers available for Yibum. When there's only one brother available to Yibum, I'm the only one that's, that this woman is connected to. So there's a much stronger Swara to say that she's already connected to me like my wife. The mission here, it says four brothers, and there's two brothers to do Yibum. Still I say, Yash Zikeh, that she's already to some degree like a wife for these two brothers, even though they're both available to do Yibum, and you don't know which wife, is, which brother is going to do Yibum to which one of these sisters. But according to the Mandama that says that the point is, the mitzvah of Yibum, what's the nafkimine if it's four or three brothers? Says the Gemara, no, there is a big difference. It's a much bigger Chiddush by four brothers. The Mishnah is saying a bigger Chiddush. The case of three brothers is not such a big Chiddush. Why? Needless to say in a case where there were three brothers and now there's only one brother that could do the Yibum. The Vade Butler Mitzvah Yibum. Yivamin. If he does Yibum for that one sister, for sure the second sister can't do Yibum anymore. He's married to her sister and he can't do the Yibum for the second sister. What when there's four brothers, which means that there's now two brothers that could do Yibum. The only reason that why you would be Mavatl the mitzvah of Yibum is if the other brother would, would die. There were two brothers that were available to do Yibum. So really you do Yibum for one wife, the other brother does Yibum for the other wife and everything is good. It's only a chashash that maybe the second brother will die. So that's a much, maybe I would say, you're not chayshish for that. Kamash Mulan. So that's our, our Mishnah is saying a much bigger chiddush that I'm chayshish that the second brother would die. Like the Gemara, so he hachi, if we see that we're not only chayshish, or when we don't only say that when you are actually mevatel mitzvah of Yibum, is there a problem? But even when there's a chashash of a second brother that might die, we're also chayshish for that. So if so, chamisha nami, say the same thing if there were five brothers here. And now there were three brothers available for Yibam. Maybe I should also say that I would be chayshish that two of the brothers might die and you'll be the only one to do Yibam and you can't. Says the Gemara, no. So far, it doesn't go. We're not going to be chayshish that maybe two brothers will die and now you're going to be the only one left to do the mitzvah of Yibam. If there's one other brother there, that will chayshish for. Not for two brothers to die. Talk to Gemara, Omar, Rav, or Omar, Rav, Bar, Rav, if there were three brothers here, three, sorry, three sisters that is. There were three sisters, Yevamais, Shanaflu, that fell and they are now available for Yibum for two brothers. So basically what this means is there were five brothers. Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar. 
Okay? So Reuven, Shimon, and Levi were married to three sisters. And now all three, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, passed away. And now Yehuda and Yisachar are still alive and they are available to do Yibum for these three sisters that are here available for Yibum. So the halacha that he said is as follows. One brother will do chalitza for one sister. Another brother does chalitza for a second sister. Now Vemtzois and the middle sister, and Rashi says Vemtzois doesn't literally mean the middle sister. It means the, the, the remaining sister, the third sister, Tzricha chalitza mishneya. She will have to have chalitza from both of them. Okay, so what's the Ezbeth for this? Why should you need chalitza from both of them? Where you don't find such a thing that you need chalitza from two people. Usually one chalitza is mati. So what does this mean that you need chalitza from both of them? So the Gemara will explain and then it will ask a question. So Rabbi asks him and says as follows. From this that you say that 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 one remaining sister needs chalitza from both of the brothers. What's the reason for this? What's this concept that you need chalitza from two brothers? So what does this mean? It's because you hold yesh zike. That's because first let me read the words of the Gemara and translate and then I'll explain. So the Gemara is saying, because you hold Yash Zike, that the moment that the brothers passed away, so now these women that are up for Yibum, it's like they're already connected to the, the Yavam to such an extent, like a wife. And therefore, Vahavyala Chalitza Pesula. And therefore, this Chalitza is a Pasala Chalitza. The words Pasala Chalitza does not literally mean a Pasala Chalitza. Rashi says it means it's an inferior Chalitza. It's, it's not such a strong Chalitza. The Lashon Rashi uses is Chalitza Grua. It's a, it's a weak Chalitza. And the Chalitza Psula, because it's a weak Chalitza, Tzadach Lach So therefore you need a Chalitza from both brothers. For a regular Chalitza, a strong Chalitza, you only need a Chalitza from one brother. But if it's a weak Chalitza, you need Chalitza from both brothers. So what does this mean? Why is it a weak Chalitza? So Rashi is Mazba, the reason why it's a weak Chalitza is because usually Chalitza is applied in a case where you have an option. You could either do Yibum or Chalitza. That's a strong Chalitza. Because you're in a position where you could do Yibum. What happens once you do Yibum? Once you do Yibum, she becomes totally your wife and she has no more any connection to the brother whatsoever. So just like you could do Yibum alone, and there's no such a thing of two husbands doing Yibum here. You do the Yibum alone. So in such a case where you have the option to do Yibum, so then we also say that you have the option to do Chalitza alone. And if you do Chalitza alone, it's just as powerful as do you doing Yibum alone. And it's mad to her completely. But over here in this case, what are we talking about? That it's a Chayzikukasai. And therefore you can't even do Yibum Bechlau. You don't have that option to do Yibum alone because it's a chayzikukasa. You could only do chalitza. In such a case where you could only do chalitza and not yibum, that's a shvacha chalitza. You're in a position where you could only do chalitza and not yibum. So therefore that chalitza grua, in order to disconnect it from both brothers, both of them are going to have to do chalitza. That's uh, the first point to explain this Gemara. There's another point here though, because the Gemara said this is all based on the fact of yesh zike. What does it mean yesh zike? So you see from Rashi and the Mepharshim explain what the Gemara is saying is if you would hold Ein Zike, so then what's the purpose of the Chalitza? The purpose of the Chalitza is to be mad to her, to get married to whoever she wants. To be mad to her Lashuk. So therefore, even in such a case where it's a weak Chalitza, because you don't even have the option to do Yibum, only Chalitza, it doesn't matter. If you do the Chalitza, it's mad to her Lashuk. That's the Kayach of Chalitza. The Teirah says just like a get by a regular woman is mad to her Lashuk. So by a, by a Yivama, Chalitza is mater l'shuk. What's the problem? Even this week Chalitza could do that. But if you hold yash zike, what does yash zike mean? 
from the moment that the husband passed away, she already has a connection. She has a connection to the two surviving brothers. So therefore what the Chalitza is coming to accomplish is to take away that connection to the, to the two brothers that are alive. Both brothers already have a connection to her. So in such a case, when it's a weak Chalitza, so the Chalitza is coming to accomplish to take away the connection that you have to her and that your brother has to her, a weak Chalitza cannot take away the connection that your brother has to her. If it was a strong chalitza, because you have an option to do yibom, so just like when you do yibom, it takes away the connection of your brother to her, so too when you do the chalitza, it takes away the connection of the brother to her. But if it's a weak chalitza, so then it does not take away the connection that your brother has to her. So then both of them are going to have to do chalitza. That's the pshara in the Gemara when it says, chalitza psula tzarech lach zarech A weak chalitza, in order to disconnect her from both brothers that she had a zikr to, both of them have to do the chalitza. That's why the last, the, the last sister, you have to do both. If that's the Hezber here, why both have to do Chalitza? So Kamaisa, Nami, the first two sisters as well, you have the exact same issue. They, have to, they would have to do Chalitza, both of the brothers should have to do Chalitza to be mad to her. So the Gemara answers, you're right. If all three sisters would have become available for Yibom at the same time, so then you're right that we have a situation regarding all three sisters that none of them you can do you can do yibum for you could only do chalitza and in any case that you could only do only chalitza and not yibum this is an inferior chalitza and in such a case for all three sisters you should have to have chalitza from both brothers but like what are we speaking about the case over here is the nafal bezu achazu that these three sisters fell for Yibum one after the other. They were not all available for Yibum or Chalitza at the same time. So in such a case, the halacha will be that the first two, so only one brother does Chalitza, and the other, the, the, the last one actually, both brothers have to do Chalitza. And the Gemara explains. So when the first sister becomes available for Yibum, Chalitz Laruven. Reuven does chalitza alone, and that chalitza is a regular, perfect chalitza, or as Rashi calls it, a chalitza kesheira. Because if she now is the only one that is available for yibum, so then you could do yibum. There's no chayzukukase here yet. So if you can do yibum, then the chalitza is a regular chalitza. So Reuven does the chalitza alone, and that's enough. Then nafla idach. Then the second sister becomes available for yibum. So now chalitz la shimin. So now for shimin. There's no problem for him to do Yibum with this woman, and he can do either Yibum or Chalitza. For Shimon, he never did Chalitza for the other sister. The other sister, Reuven, did Yibum, Chalitza for her. So for Shimon, this is a regular woman that he can either do Yibum or Chalitza for her, and therefore the Chalitza is a strong Chalitza, so he does the Chalitza alone. And Nafla Idoch, now when it comes to the third sister that became available for Yibum, so now it's a problem. Because just like a chois zikukase is an issue, that you can't do yibum for, for the sister of a zikuka that was available to you for yibum, a chois chalutzasa is also a problem. The sister of a woman that you did chalitza for. So therefore Reuven and Shimon both did chalitza to, to a sister. And now this third one is a chois chalutzasa. So now they can't do yibum for her. So this, this chalitza, in a case where you can't do yibum, is a weak chalitza. It's a chalitza psula, or in the Lashon of Rashi, a chalitza grua. And therefore, 
Cholatz lohai mafka zikasai. So for this week zika, or for this, sorry, for this week chalitza that is, so one brother does chalitza and it could only take off his connection to her. It's not strong enough to take off the brother's connection to her. Cholatz lohai, and now the other brother will have to do chalitza as well, mafka zikasai, and it will take off his, his uh, zika through his chalitza. Because for, only for the third sister is this a week chalitza. This is the opinion of Rav. Gemara here is going to bring a question on Rav. There's a Hemshech here in the Sugya, but it continues. We'll have to, Mitzvah continue the next year.